Tom Bernard Show with Tony Price, Ralph Tobesh, and be the Hackmaster, and Andy Brad Bernard. We'll be right back. Catherine has abandoned me again this week, and Alex doesn't come in on Tuesdays, and Cassie's on the ghost ship, so just the guys. All women are gone. Typical. A lot of guests lined up today, and the lovely and talented Kristen Burt joins us right after this, Tom Bernard. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business that started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Oh, that's right. We don't have music back in, so it works for me, ladies and gentlemen. Is Kristen ready to go? Uh, Not yet. Let me know when she is. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Bob, did you hear about the uh, the two uh, women? The two, the, uh, one woman was impregnated, and she didn't feel like carrying the baby, so she had the embryo re- implanted in her wife. And then we just found out from about 8 billion listeners that uh, guess who paid for it? The taxpayers. Um. <laughs> oh it's just unbelievable. How does that happen? I don't know. It was their choice. Yes. They chose to do it, but we have to pay for it. It's not surprising, you know, but again, it, it wasn't this state, though, right? No, I don't know. Some other pew call. Well, what doc would do that? I don't know. That's the other thing. What is there anything unethical I mean, I about know, that? I don't even know how you do that. I don't either. How would you replant an transplant? Yeah, yeah no, that would be... Because well, you have to go in. So if, if she was pregnant yeah, that and it was sounds... in the uterus... And because of the whole only way you know that it's she's impregnated is she's impregnated is that it has to be embedded so she gets the hormonal changes and I don't know how yeah. you find it in the uterus I mean, maybe you, maybe there's a little spot you find it but then you take it out but the risk of, of damaging the embryo and killing well, that makes no it makes no sense I know yes but some people don't believe that is life so that maybe they did you know if it works oh, it works that's true if it didn't oh, yeah, work a it lot didn't of people work. are like well a lot of people are like but that, my baby's Eight months old, time to get an abortion. But invading a sealed uterus is is no small task, and there are risks associated with that, like oh, infection yeah. and like yeah. dying. I mean, oh man, that's well, the stupidest she, thing. She wanted her wife to be part of this process. No, she just didn't want to carry the baby. She said, I'll, "I'll get pregnant, but I'm not carrying the baby." So when the baby's born, I'm sure at some point in life, she hears she'll be told, "Well, I didn't feel like carrying you." Like, well, what? then why not just have the other one get pregnant? I don't know. I, I can't figure out what anybody does with anything anymore. I really can't. Oh. You know, the, the, uh, a couple I know, a lesbian couple, they mm-hmm. they decide they were going to have kids. So 
They both were artificially inseminated. One had twins. One had a, a regular baby, which is, okay, we're going to have some kids. Who do you think they are? The Warren Cromartie? What's that guy's name? Nick Cromartie. Antonio Cromartie. Antonio Cromartie. 14 kids with eight different women. Way to go, well, Antonio. Well, th- that was the last count. Well, that's the news. What's the breaking news? Whitey Bulger found dead in prison. Oh, Whitey. Did he die of natural causes or murdered? I'm. He was old. Well, he was 89, so that's... Whitey an, he Bulger's was, well, dead. He was transferred to West Virginia and then almost immediately died, so I'm guessing someone killed him. I would guess that most of the population would either say, who's Whitey Bulger, or he's dead already. I think yeah, a lot of people yeah, would have figured he was already that's dead. True. Remember when Kevin Weeks was on the show, Andy, as Hitman? Yes. Kevin Weeks went to prison yes, for killing like 22 people. And many years ago, in like in the early 80s, I met Kevin Weeks at a party in New York City, right? So I didn't know he was killing people. I had no idea. Seemed like a really nice guy to me, actually, right? It's a job. So we, he gets out of prison, and so he's, he's got a book out, so we have him on the show. And I said, Kevin, I got to tell you, it's... Uh, and the way he said it, by the way, was chilling. Because I said, uh, uh, I, I met you many, many years ago. And there was a pause. He goes, do you owe me money? I'm like, Ew. I said, no, I do not owe you money in any way, shape, or form, Kevin Weeks. You know who he knew really well? That was Ron Rosenbaum. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He knew Ron Rosenbaum really well because Ron Ron was an attorney in Boston back in those days. Oh, unbelievable! Now was man. was that the role that uh, Nicholson played in the movie with uh, yeah, Leonardo? So. DiCaprio? Although they killed him off. Yeah. But Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon. So that was sort of based on him, except yeah, the outcome yeah. was different. Different outcome. Kristen is on the phone. Kristen, I want to ask you a question. Did you hear my intro for yeah. you, or were you not on yet? I did not. I could not get through, but now I'm here. Why can you not get through? Because we weren't on. She, oh, because we weren't on yet. Tells me that the phone's off. Yeah. Yeah. It tells no, me the phone is off, so I usually have to call a bunch. The phone's offline until we actually start the show, and then we bring it on. Okay. Well, I did yeah. introduce you as Kristen, the lovely and talented Kristen Burt. You do that every week. <laughs> She's baffled. Okay. Never mind. She's not wrong. You do that every week. Oh, she's she's so proud of herself right now. It's unbelievable. I'm so humble. I have to ask you a question. So, uh, unfortunately, a young 13-year-old girl went missing in Barron, Wisconsin. She's been missing what for about a month now, Bob. Is that right? It uh, it's three weeks to a month. It's three been, weeks yeah. to a month. Some guy who's not connected with her disappearance or the murder of her parents, because whoever kidnapped her murdered her parents. Well, the day of the funeral, this guy, neighborhood guy, breaks into the house and steals the 13-year-old girl's underwear. Wow. That's so creepy. It's about as creepy as it gets. So he steals one of her blouses, two of her skirts, and two pairs of underwear. That's what he steals, right? Uh you want to hear what the guy's name is? Because uh, he's got a bad name. I'm a kidnapper? <laughs> yeah, I'm a kidnapper. That's oh, my it. God. That is a horrible name. Uh, his name, you ready, Kristen? Oh. Lovely and talented Kristen Burt? I'm ready. The guy who broke in and stole her underwear. Again, he has nothing to do with the kidnapping or the murder of her parents. He's just a creep. His name is Kyle Janky Anus. It's true. <laughs> How did you get that name to begin with? It's it's hyphenated, so it's janky and then anus. A N N I S. Now, doesn't I mean, janky mean kind I of smelly? Janky, all... janky. janky is like gross. Yeah. I janky. use that all the time. I'm like, that's totally janky. So his name is Kyle Disgusting Anus. Basically. Wow. <laughs> I feel like his parent is it. How is anus spelled? Is it spelled like anus? A-N-N-I-S. Yep. So like anus. So it's really more anus. janky anus, but still. It's anus. But, <laughs> that's like way more fun. If I get hit with that, I'd pronounce it Smith. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'd be changing my new my name. name is Janky Johnson. How about that? Uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It's the people, you break into this kid's 13-year-old kid and steal her underwear. And missing and she's missing. Now, I, missing I, I heard you talk about this on the morning show. It was during the parents' funeral. Was that right? Uh, it was the day of the parents' funeral. Oh, my God. Because he knew that no one would be mm-hmm. there. 
But yeah, no one exactly was there right. anyway. Here's how G- the guy's a genius. Breaks in at 2.20 in the morning. So the, there are cameras on the house because she was kidnapped, right? So they got cameras on the cops, too. And the cops got there about five minutes after he broke in. They pulled up. Every light in the house was on. <laughs> what the hell is wrong well, he with to you? See. You know what I, I think this was? And I don't know, but I'm just amazing. guessing. Because first of all, he's sick. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is some sort of a dark web thing. He thought oh, he could sell it yeah. on the dark web. Oh, I bet you're right. Mm. I bet you're right. Unbelievable. Cr- creeps. Ugh. Yeah, her parents were found shot dead on October 15th, so just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the daughter, Jamie, is missing. So she's only been missing for two weeks. I thought it was about three or four. I thought it seems like it's been longer than that. It has. It's just a, what's frightening. Just she... to even think about it. Was do they think she ran away or do they think she was outplays nah, it? No, nah, her parents were murdered, so the guy who murdered her parents took her apparently. Oh, this is the guy is this is the one they thought they saw her in Florida. That's the girl, right? Yep. Originally. Yep, yep that's the one. Yeah, okay. By the way, the guy that's super scary. Janky anus stole two tank tops, her underwear, two pairs of underwear, and a dress. Hmm. So he stole a bunch of from a thirteen year old missing girl. How do you get that straightened away in your mind to do something like that? How do you go, this is a good idea. I'll break into her house and I'll steal her underwear and her tank tops and a dress. I don't, uh, how do you even get to that point? Well, you're going to be sick and deranged. You know, there's no way any of us can imagine it because it's not rational thought. It's crazy thought. I mean, it's just a crazy mind. It is. And by the way, he's got a look on his face like, we're going to the zoo. He's one of those guys. You know, he's like, Ooh. Well, I don't think people like that, you know. Yes. Yeah. You're not going to be super intelligent if you're making a living stealing a kidnapped girl's underwear. Well, well maybe he was just after his 15 minutes of fame. Nah, that's maybe. That's entirely possible, that's, too. That's a after possibility. After all, that internet thing is still around. It is it? Or 15 minutes of shame. Well, I'm people sure he said that too. He wants people. Uh, is to there be, a difference? He wants to be known as the anus. Thank you. Yeah, the Mr. Anus. anus. You know, it's funny, Chris, and that's why I brought it up to you because I hear you say you use janky all the time. All the time. I'm like, that's so janky. <laughs> this guy, that's that's so, so janky. And now you know it's really gross. It's much more gross than you thought it was. So it's. Uh, I might. Stop using it as of today because now that's going to go in my head every time. And don't Thank use anus, anus either. Thank you. I wouldn't use anus either. For I, I don't. You don't anyway? So what's the latest no, in Hollywood? What are you doing? Uh, you know, been following what NBC News is doing with the Today Show. Because oh, I God. think what they want to do is take something that isn't broke and completely destroy it because I feel like they've been on this track since Ann yeah, Curry. Yeah, they absolutely. Oh, that's true. That's a very good point, actually. Ann Curry. That was so weird when she interviewed Brad Pitt and she tried to make out with him basically during the interview. That was odd. Remember that? <laughs> oh, I don't remember her trying to make out with him. <laughs> yeah, they were out on some balcony and she kind of kept leaning into him like. Oh yeah, you're right. What? I got. I- I think Ann Curry, though, was uh, she was one of those people that always wanted to create intimacy in her journalism. Yes, yes. And sometimes it felt, I think, a little bit forced. What do you um, think, Andy? And watching the video her now. Trying to be warm always didn't come across. So Andy's watching the video of Ann Curry interviewing Brad Pitt. Yeah, she's like, she reaches up and like, kind of caresses his cheek. <laughs> oh. I don't think interviewers are supposed to do that. I mean, I did it with Bob once, but that was about it. It's the only time. <laughs> it's because he was in distress. He had to reach out. Oh, uh, Michael Bryant just sent me a text. Whitey Bulger sleeps with the fishes. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, yeah, okay, Michael Bryant, tough guy. Now that, now now that, that he's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oop, there's a correction. No, he's not dead. No, he's not dead, and he's after Michael Bryant now. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing is just disgusting to me. I think even if Whitey wasn't dead, he's not after a whole lot anymore. Hey, how's your brother doing, not by the cane. way? Um, he's good. We only talk about cats now. That's oh, it. so you don't talk about, about politics? Cat. I talk about my cat. No, because otherwise he'll get blocked. Well, but you're the well-known communist, so why would he get blocked? <laughs> I do think that uh, depending on what happens on November 6th, Maybe I'll take a dig at him. Maybe I won't. We'll see what happens. 
Yeah, we don't. It's uh, The whole thing looks like it's awfully tight. I'll tell you that. A week from today, we're going to find out some things. But what's so weird, at 5.15, two years ago, on voting day, two years ago at 5.15 in the afternoon, they announced that Donald Trump had not won one state in America. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Dude, nothing was done. No I results did. were out. No, it was all they just hated it was all exit polling. Oh, all exit polling. They said that he had not I won won't one to state. Anymore. No, no, God, no! It's a I'm waste of time. Polls. Well, w- one problem yeah. is Mike Bilsky's Polish, and I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't most polls still call phone, home phones? They don't take advantage, or a lot of them don't even take advantage of cell phones. Most people don't even have a home phone anymore that they answer. No, I, yeah, well, that's true, because I do have a, no. we have a landline, but I never answer it, never. Mm. I got yet. rid of my landline because it was literally all just spam. Yeah, I suppose that's Robo true. calls all the time, so I was like, this isn't even worth having. Yeah, unless you're, unless you're operating in the 20th century, you don't need a fax machine anymore, or you don't need a fax machine on a POTS line anymore. So, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, ours is gone. Long Every now and then I need a, pack, a fax line, but I've got a app on my cell phone that does it for me. Yeah, right. e-faxing makes a lot more sense than POTS faxing. E-fax works for me. I decided to change your name from what it currently is to lovely and talented Kami Burt. What do you think? <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. I cannot wait for my new one. She's laughing inside. I think it's phenomenal. Now, we were just talking about all these nasty things that are happening. You were talking about Menendez in New Jersey. The guy... Uh, He's more than accused of having sex with underage prostitutes. And he's, oh, yeah, we're voting for him. What is wrong with your party? I don't even have a party, so I'm not, I'm not a Republican. I don't have a party either. I'm a registered independent. So oh, that's there's good. no party that can claim me. I don't yeah. think you can register as an independent, sure. can you? Do you just say you're an independent? There's actually a registration? You in California, you have to register as something. And really, you really. Have to check off the box. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because you, if, I didn't know if that. you're a registered Republican, you can't vote in the Democratic primary. Is that right? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's here right. you can. However, can you, you can really? ask for a provisional ballot. You can ask for a provisional ballot, and they will allow you to vote. That's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? It is. It is. I also think it it led to Pawlenty not being the nominee, because I know people who supported him, but they voted Democratic to hurt... uh, Oh, to hurt... They voted for Lori... Against Lori Swanson, because they didn't want to see her get the nomination. So he... I think... I know he lost votes. She changed her name to Lori Janky Anus. (laughs) I'm going with that from now on. We'll be right back to Tom Bernard's show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company called XCheck. Tom, it's a payment app we developed. We wanted a simple application that was safe and secure, easy to use, and a way in which you could pay the kid who cuts your grass, shovels your snow, way you could split a dinner check without having to exchange cash, without having to write a check. The app processes the payment, puts it right into the receiver's account literally the same day. It's free to our customers. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Check out nabankco.com kq for more about XCheck. Member FDIC and equal housing lender, Mike is a disaster. Now, wait a minute. You better cut out that. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, 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 Tommy. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Whiting Clinic has changed their name to include their two specialties, LASIK and cataract surgery. Whiting Clinic is best known for their amazing LASIK results and ability to enhance thousands of lives by restoring vision to clarity without the need for glasses or contacts. You've heard me rave about them for years. You know that. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm a perfect example of their good work. You know what I'm saying. I see so clearly now. When my clear LASIK vision started to fade due to cataracts, Whiting Clinic took care of me again and have the most advanced lens technology so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you're over 60 and have noticed your vision starting to fade, call the experts at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. To learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020. That's 855-554-2020. And please tell them Tom sent you. I did not know we were back, but we are back. 
We should do a reintroduction because we have a couple of people. We got rid of Bob. We kicked Bob out, Kristen. Uh, Why'd you kick him out? Yeah, well, because we just had to make room for for decent people. <laughs> She's not even saying anything. Tom Bernard Show with. I laughed. I was like, decent people. Exactly. You can do it now. Tony Price. Rockford Basham, MD. You're next. Oh, she's not going to talk. Oh, you're not going to talk? Okay. Lovely and talented. That's all I know. Yeah, there you go. Andy Brampernard. And Jim Newberger. Jim Newberger running for? U.S. Senate. United States Senate. There you got to be. So Norm Coleman was the last Republican U.S. Senator, right? Mm-hmm. And then Dave Durenberger. Mm-hmm. And those are the only two that I can remember, <laughs> to tell you the truth. <laughs> it's been a um, we were just talking quite a bit. It's actually a coincidence that you you were here today because we were just talking about the fact that politics in America right now is psychotic. What happened? Well, I think it's the uh, I think it's all it's all exponential. It, it drives itself. Uh, the more it, it's like wrestling, Tom. Uh, the more Are you a wrestler? Oh, I used to. I grew up watching Vern Gagne. Vern. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, now you're in the right the house. Sleeper. Right. Right. The sleeper. The right. sleeper. And the crusher. Those guys are the best. No, I, I think a lot of it is it, it's very driven. It, it's got that wrestling mentality. The more you up it, the more you up it. Pretty yep. soon. You yeah. know, it, it, it draws the crowd. You know, I've, I've served in the Minnesota House now for six years. And uh, before that, I, I worked on the north side as a paramedic I for know. 30. Thank you for that. That's yeah. wonderful. You're Love a, the north side. You're you a got, saint. For doing that, you're I get, a saint for doing that. I get called lots of things with us. Did you keep um, any of my relatives alive? Well, were they ones you liked? Uh, get back to <laughs> <laughs> Did they owe you money? <laughs> Ooh, that's the second time that's come up on the show today, so that's good. But um, so you're you run for U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. Are you the ones running against a woman that never shows up? No, oh, that's Tina Smith. Oh, that's Tina Smith. That's, that's Tina right. Smith. Well, what's um, her deal? Why doesn't she show up? Because she not know how to talk or something. I haven't. You know, I've, I've only been to a couple events where where she's been and she's never spoke. Um, I'm running for the seat that's currently held by Senator Klobuchar, and uh, oh, Sen- that's right. That's and she right. Uh, she doesn't. This was the first event that she showed up at. Um, she oh, wouldn't really? show up. She showed up for Farm Fest, and we debated. And you know, I spent six years in the piranha tank of the Minnesota House. I was right, I was ready. Right. Um, she wasn't ready uh, for the farm fest debate. And it's oh, very man. obvious. She didn't go well for her. And then she showed up uh, at the state fair. We parachuted into enemy territory. It was the NPR debate. And uh, we yeah, went toe to toe. They're big fans of mine. I know that. Yeah, she, Huge fans she, of mine over there at NPR. She has, her, she has her campaign booth right outside the entrance there. So it was, it was kind of a setup. But you know what? Um, I'm not afraid. And uh, we went toe to toe. went really well. And then after that, that was it. There were nine, minimum nine events that she said, I'm not coming to. She canceled well, all of them. So why? You know, I, it's a good question. Well, part of it is that she doesn't debate well. Oh, she doesn't? No. I mean, if you watch the KSTP debate on, on, on last Sunday night, uh, Sunday before last, mm-hmm. it just didn't go well for her. Um, I, love the, I love to debate. I love mm-hmm. thinking on my feet. Um, you have to be really sharp when you're in the Minnesota House because if you're not, people are going to step on you. So. And as a paramedic, I assume. You oh, better, yeah. You better think quickly if you're doing that job, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, you know what's interesting to me, and I don't understand this. How long have you been involved in politics? Can I just tell them your first name? Well, that's me. No, I'm Mary Amla. I'm chief of staff. Mary Ann. How long have you been involved in politics? About Mary? 10 years. Okay. I, I, I'm confused by the state of Minnesota, and I'll tell you why. Because I, I really am not a Democrat or a Republican, but for some reason people in the state think I'm way far right. And I don't know... Are they that far left in this state that they think I'm right because I tend to be kind of a centrist? I mean, it's weird. It, it is weird, Tom. And earlier when you talked about uh, you know the polarization and all the conflict, yeah. here's, a, here's a little piece of history you might like. The original Minnesota state constitution, when we were founded as a state, the Democrats and the Republicans were fighting so hard that they refused to sign the same document. If you go, it's true. If you go down, it, it, that the, is unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, so the the Republicans signed one, the Democrats signed one, and then nary the two shall meet. If you Damn. go down to the state capitol, the the, the the historical society, that's one of their favorite points to show. So, the polarization. There's nothing new under the sun. It's just that now we're in that immediate uh, media culture, where yeah, if you say true, something, yeah. boom, it's yeah. right there. So it's. It's it's easier to be more pro wrestling in your approach. So, 
And there's a lot of lying on social media, which no. shocks me. I mean, <laughs> people rely on, on, on statements and supposed facts on Twitter and Facebook that aren't even close to being true. Yeah. Why do they just accept that as truth? Why is it that Democrats and Republicans can't meet on anything? I don't get that. Well, actually, we do. If you go, yeah, yeah, because six years I've spent in the House. I mean, there's, I've got, I've got bills that I've passed that I actually had Governor Dayton sign into law, and I've got, Mm -hmm. which is, which is really, you know, it's it's a remarkable thing. But point being is, is that when we get along, nobody cares. Because it does, yeah, it's not fun. I mean, if, if you got a good wrestling match and then both guys come out and give each other a handshake and they, they pop a cold one, nobody cares. Right. That's but if true. they come out and smash each over the head with a bottle, then they're, hey, check this out. And everybody <laughs> wants to watch it. <laughs> that's so, true. So it's that culture. I was talking to a psychologist uh, <laughs> last week, as a matter of fact. And Kristen, you'd probably find this fascinating. I asked mm-hmm. this, this psychologist, I said, what is the deal with the negative attitude in America right now? He said, it's because people feel powerless. And I said, what do you mean? He said, if they think they can create an evil that they're going to overcome, mm-hmm. it makes them feel powerful because mm-hmm. everybody feels powerless right now. Yeah, that's, that's I agree. Mm-hmm. So that is, Marianne, you, you agree with that, that that's boy, the way people think? Well, I do. And I think people will create things in order to feel anger because anger is a very empowering emotion. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. They want to be angry because it makes them feel bigger and stronger and more powerful because I overcame this horribly scary thing, which you invented. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not horribly scary if you invented it. <laughs> I put it that way. Last, uh, last May, I was, um, I was sitting in my office down at the Capitol at the state office building. Why do you get an office? Um, I don't have That's a good office. question. Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't <laughs> well, have can, an office. You guys can join me. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So I'm sitting. Well, it's not very big. It's maybe the size of this room that's good i'm sitting there and, and it's a it was a saturday afternoon and uh, it was a beautiful may day and uh, there was supposed to be a rally at the capitol uh it was a support the president rally and mm-hmm. i heard all of this drums i heard all of this music um well i wouldn't call it music noise and um it was just uh, random noises and, and crowds and i opened my window and i looked out and here all of the antifa people were out there and they came spoiling for a fight. So you had the, you had the folks that were in the Capitol that were having the rally that had the, the permits to be there. Then you had the Antifa people. And then what happened is that you had the skinheads show up. Oh, and you had God. this, you had this, this crazy sandwich that was going Wonderful. on. And, it, and just watching that from my office thinking, whoa. You know, and there were people that were injured. There were people. Oh, yeah, there were yeah. there were a number of people. In fact, there was one elderly gentleman who was trying to get oh, through man. the Antifa crowd. He was walking up the steps. Have you ever walked up the steps at the Capitol? They're, gran- yeah. they're granite. Yeah. He got pushed down into the steps. He, oh, uh, I think he, he broke his leg. Um, he was injured. He had to get take out taken to the hospital. But suffice to say, sometimes these folks are looking for this fight. They're spoiling well, for it. No doubt about it. It's yeah. just what Marianne said. They yeah. want to overcome something and show up. I should mention that Kristen is, is Antifa and her brother's a skinhead. So. Isn't that right, Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> she starts laughing. Yeah, that's, well, yeah. He's, right, because he's from Florida and I'm from California, and you cannot get any more extreme from those two, right? That's a, that's a pretty that's an interesting uh, governor's race in Florida right now. That's do you really think that guy's going to get away with jacking up the state taxes from zero to ten percent in one fell swoop? I don't see that happening. No, no, There's no. I mean, he would ruin That's the state of Florida. That's why people move to Florida. Well, exactly. That's exactly right. What I'm looking at here's what I like. I like you know to look at both sides of, of the issue, but it's impossible to do now because everybody's either way far left or way far right, and I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people are. I just like to find a nice, happy medium. Look, i got to be honest with you. I love my wife. I love our children. It's my son, Andy, right there. Uh, I love our grandchildren. I love my friends uh, and my coworkers. I, I, I don't hate. There are people who have stabbed me right in the back who I thought were my friends, and I don't hate them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste my time hating some idiot. Mm-hmm. It's just a complete waste of time. This whole hatred thing, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it either. And trying to bring some common sense or just trying to bring some regular Joe attitudes into mm-hmm. politics. Yeah. I mean, I worked the street as a medic for 30 years, right. and I've got a different way of seeing things. Yeah, I'm um, sure that's I, true. I walk, in, I walk into government, and it's, I'm walking away from a very safe uh, Republican seat, my House seat in the Minnesota yeah. House. Mm-hmm. It is one of the top – it's in the top five for Republican seats. But you know what? If I, I've got a place in government. If I want to stay put, I could. I got, yeah, I got yeah. a great relationship with my communities and all the locals. Love my district. 
But you know what? I'm walking away from this. I'm imposing my own term limits. There's no, there's no turning back for me. But I'm willing to do right. this because I believe in it this much. And I'm willing to put it all on the line. As a matter of fact, I either get elected or I'm unemployed, which I'm, and I'm willing to take that risk. Now, Amy's it, a pretty tough fight, though, isn't she? She is, but she's changed a lot, Tom, over the years. And yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. One of the things that I, one of the things, she's not the same Amy that we sent there 12 years ago. No. And I'm hearing that all over, all over the state. I've got 60,000 miles on my car in the last 11 months just in Minnesota. And talking to folks, there's a, there's a huge concern there. But she's not the same person that she was when she first went there 12 mm-hmm. years ago. And one of the things that I'm trying really hard to do is I'm trying to just stick to voting records, just stick to, to objective yeah, that's a good idea. data. Um, and, and that's where I've been basing my campaign. And there are some really huge differences between us. I mean, she voted against this, the tax relief package, the Trump tax ta- package that we had in December. Uh, if you look at that, the average Minnesota family, Tom, is getting about $3,000 into their pockets right now. Extra, they'll get that from that. Also, when you do your taxes, your tax return, the average Minnesota family is going to double their um, standard deduction. For married couples, it's going to go up to about $24,000 from about twelve five. Uh, to about twenty five, right around there, thousand dollars. That I think that's great for most Minnesotans. They they're going to have a really good tax season. Why uh, did he wipe out the salt taxes though? I don't understand. I don't. That yeah, I can't. That I don't was know a that. huge mistake. It, I think. Yeah, it, I think it was. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the the tax package itself, she voted against that. And we've got folks out in rural Minnesota have farms. This tax package repealed the death tax. Because in the past, if you wanted to keep your family farm in the in, oh, in the yeah. family, uh, you could do that. You had to go. You had to jump over all the tax hurdles. But then at the end, you got kicked in the butt with this other tax, this mm-hmm. death tax. They got rid of that, and it was huge. It was fleecing these family farmers. It was enormous. And you know, Senator Klobuchar, she voted against that. It was like, no, we want to keep that. This is not ringing a bell with folks out in Greater Minnesota. Well, I tell you, uh, um, I. I didn't know her father, but her father used to call and yell at me all the time. He was not very friendly. He just got, he, first of all, he had no sense of humor. Because remember, he got arrested for DUI about 25 years ago, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. And he, he broke down and started crying on camera. And I said, what kind of candy ass are you? As a joke. But it really offended. Oh, my God, he was offended. And he hated my guts ever since. When Amy was first elected, I, I've never met Amy face to face. But she always tells people, we have a common friend, Gene Gerard. Um, she bought Gene Gerard's old house, then he moved about a block away. And every time something, like when I got into the Hall of Fame last year and then again this year, mm-hmm. she always tells Gene, make sure you congratulate Tom for me. Well, she won't do it herself. Well, that's decent of her. Well, it's decent, but you could reach out. I'd pick up the phone and go, hey, Amy, uh, nice talking to you. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. That's a Minnesota thing, though, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. I don't know why Minnesotans are like, I, I was born here, raised here, love it here, but man, Minnesotans could be passive aggressive. It's unbelievable. Oh, I, know. I know. They call it Minnesota nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly My wife's right. from Illinois, and she's like, there's no such thing as Minnesota nice. You're all just a bunch of passive aggressive. I agree. <laughs> yeah, Kristen worked for, she, matter of fact, worked for one of the worst governors in the history of the state of Minnesota. Well, which one was that? Jesse Ventura. <laughs> She worked for Jesse Ventura. I did tell people on the air today, by the way, Kristen, I told them on the morning show this morning that I, uh, in four years I'm going to run for governor. And then when I win, before I win, I'm going to talk like this in my normal voice. But after I win, I'm going to go, let me just tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to change I've the way. i got to tell you something, Kristen. I've got Kristen, a story for you. Let me just ask you a question, I used to Kristen. pee in my Navy SEAL suit to keep myself warm. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that was a word picture That's I could have gone story. without. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Poking out my mind's eye. Too, while he was, in the, yeah. while he was yeah. in the makeup chair getting an airbrush over his bald head. Air, what? what? Why would he do that? <laughs> airbrush foundation. Because oh, the foundation, you, oh. you get it airbrushed, yeah. Kristen, yeah. I already pointed out in the first segment that Kristen's a communist. <laughs> and then I called her Antifa in this segment. But, Kristen, do you think... That we can ever find a common ground? Can we ever find a middle? Or are these two parties just so far apart? Well, it'll never happen. Well, actually, I have some news about that uh, very question. Okay. Once we come back, because oh, we have eight, min- okay. er, eight seconds. We do have eight seconds. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes, Tom Bernard Show. 
Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. I like them a lot. Okay, Andy has some breaking news, Mm -hmm. apparently. Well, for those of you who don't have enough politics in your ice cream, (laughs) Ben & Jerry's just launched Pecan Resist. The flavor for resisting Trump. Oh God! Could, yeah. could they just let it go? Oh, listen to listen to Antifa laughing over there in in Los Angeles. I would not buy that. I don't buy anything that has the word Trump on it. But listen. oh God, you're such a baby. Oh, even well, it's just I, I'm. It's about the news cycle. I'm just exhausted by it. I, I know. have to be honest. Like as an independent voter, I feel like nobody represents me. No, I agree. I'm exhausted by the I news. Understand. I'm exhausted by the media. I just I, ha- I have to me. mute it on all of my social media accounts. Trump is completely muted. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that you. Love I don't him. hear I don't any of hear it. You hate him. You know, I've told this story many times, but you know my situation with Donald Trump. The one time I talked to him, right? Did I ever tell you that, Kristen? No. I don't think so. When Art of the Deal came out, he came on the KQ Morning Show, and I will never forget it. And the reason I will never forget it is he came on the show. I said, Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, his uh, new his book, uh, Art of the Deal, is now out in paperback. And he goes, Tom, how are you? How's Catherine? And I said, she's great. Thanks very much. How about Andy and Alex? How are they doing? I said, our son and our daughter are doing extremely well. Hey, I saw your ratings. They're phenomenal. He knew everything about me and i mean everything he's got people man his people are really really good and hillary's the same way and hillary's the same way hillary's That's exactly the same right. way. yeah they they know everything about you before you they ever even talk to you it's pretty fascinating that's mary's smart business that's, that's mary's job smart business yeah mary it's your job get to work down I'll there do sister <laughs> i'll do it i like that not many people come in this room and go you were wrong, Tom. My name is Mary. I like that. <laughs> tough women. I'm, I, I, I really love tough women. I do. My mother was a, a tough old broad, as they said, in North Minneapolis, you know. <laughs> she had and, to be. And Kristen, of course, is a tough broad, too. And I mean that as a complete compliment. I am. Uh, it's a compliment. That's it's okay, not derisive in any way, shape, or form. Of course, Catherine uh, abandoned me again this week, but she sends me a text message uh, from Florida, uh, basically talking about she was talking about some i don't know who it was but i said well yeah but they that guy has the same faults that i do and she said yeah but the difference is i know you have those faults but i just pretend they're not there like thanks honey i feel much better about myself now i really do so okay so we have Kristen, and we have well mary's here so we get woman against woman of jim's here as well the newberger family uh, which I grew up with, Bobby Newberger. He was he was in my grade at St. Joseph's School in uh, North Minneapolis, um, and several other Newbergers. As a matter of fact, a lot of them in North Minneapolis. Yep. So how can we? Is there any way we can meet in the, at least closer to the middle? Maybe not just completely meet in the middle, but can we move toward one another? And, and it, I just don't see the upside of blaming anybody for the massacre at Squirrel Hill. Why would you want to 
to blame anybody for that. Right. It's terrible. The yeah. guy's nuts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, then we got then we got people that you know we got people that if people have hate in their heart, if they want to do this, they're going to do it. And these people are sick and they need to be locked mm-hmm. up. It doesn't matter um, what part of the world they're in or, or no. what method they choose. I mean, there are just some sick sick wackos out there yeah, that there just are. need to be put in a safe place. I like yeah. safe place. That works for me. You mean safe for us. <laughs> safe for us. <laughs> Not necessarily. That's right. Hey, by the way, Whitey Bulger died. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he just died today. He was oh. killed. He was killed? I believe he was killed. Oh, I didn't know that. He's, he was in Supermax, oh. right? Oh, we'll see. I wonder if my guy killed him. He was found dead. Because another one of those guys I grew up with in North Minneapolis in Supermax. Huh. I could be wrong on that, but he was found dead this morning. He's 89. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He yeah, it says he was killed in the West Virginia prison. He, he was, oh, he's in West Virginia prison? I thought yeah, he was first. in Supermax. He was yeah. just transferred. He, he had just oh. arrived, and he was killed the same day that he arrived. Oh, really? In West Virginia, you said. That wasn't wrong. You killed an 89-year-old man. Yeah, for real. That They're, is bizarre. That's a rough bunch. And yeah. I'm. Uh, you wonder if they had something. That, that's a rough bunch. If they weren't waiting for him. No. They no. probably arranged it for yeah. him to be transferred. Yeah, yeah, there's a guy I grew up with in Supermax. Killed two police officers. Mm. On separate occasions, by the way. Mm. He. Uh, Why was he given a second <laughs> chance to kill a police officer? Well, because he didn't know he did the first one. Oh, okay. He was a guy, as a matter of fact, I was walking down 26th Avenue North. And there's a pizza delivery guy on the sidewalk, and this guy was kicking him in the head. And the guy was completely unconscious. And I said, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm robbing this guy. I said, I think you got him. I'm pretty sure you got him robbed. No, if you just want to take his wallet, because... And the guy, he was in a coma for like 30 years, and he just died about a year ago. Wow. He never did work, so he killed three people now. Huh. Nice life, man. And he lived with us for about five, six years at the house. That was terrific. Wow. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Toots. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting to wonder what hanging out with you means for people who know me. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> you got some colorful people in your history. Oh, there are a lot of colorful people in my history. There's no doubt about that. Well, you grew up in North Minneapolis, you're going to have some colorful people. Plus, the fact, if you're related to my mom's family, you're going to have colorful people, too. Well, do you remember how Broadway used to be before they uh, they, they put in all these new establishments in there back mm-hmm. in the day? Yes. You, had the, you had the Silver Star. Mm-hmm. And you had just the whole... I remember when I started working the street as a medic, 1988. Actually, I was EMT, and then I got... Uh, 90, I started working as a medic. But so Papa Joe's Northern was already gone? Yep. Uh, was it still yeah. there? No, it it's, I think it's gone. It I is gone, gone now, yep. yeah. But what, yep. was it still there when you started? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. You, and Broadway Pizza originally? Oh, yeah. no, that was, was there. You know. Yep, and then so was Delisi's. Oh, Remember Delisi's. that? That was a really that was a that was a really high class place at one time to eat. And I, I can remember we had gotten yeah. called there on New Year's Eve one night. No, and that place, <laughs> that, place that place was uh, that place was uh, <laughs> hopping. I'm telling you, I've never. It was packed wall to wall people, and and no one was in any pain, and, and the wind chill factor didn't mean anything that night. Remember, uh, remember when it was called Howie's? Because how it was, Delisi Howie was a Delisi. That's right. Yeah. Oh boy, so that's going Howie's. way back. That's going way back. Yeah. And so far, the head bouncer there was a guy, a friend of mine named Ron. Mm-hmm. I won't say his last name, but he was the head bouncer there. <laughs> and you know, it's on that little pie shape, mm-hmm. West Broadway yep. and Penn Avenue. Yep. So I'm walking down Penn Avenue. I look over, and Ron is beating the hell out of some guy behind Howie's, and he's just kicking this guy's butt. He was the head bouncer. The guy must have stirred up trouble. So as he's pounding this guy, he stops, looks up, and goes, Hey, Tom, how you doing? I said, Good, Ron. Then he went back to kicking the guy's ass. It was unbelievable. I will never forget that. No wonder I have PTSD and have to go to the medical cannabis clinic <laughs> right you, after the show today. <laughs> Did you ever eat at the old Penn's Best Steakhouse? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we used to eat there all the time. I just loved it. I, But I, I honestly got you get elected, we got to figure out some way to, to just... Uh, maybe not meet in the middle, but could we at least move closer together right. where automatically something is somebody's fault? Well, it's your fault that this happened. No, it's not. Yeah. I firmly believe in, in the mutually disagreeable solutions. If everybody hates you equally, then you can get something done. <laughs> <laughs> My whole career is based on that. My entire career is based on every. Well, enough people hate me that I'll do well. In that is true, though. It is true. And, and we've gotten. We, there have been a number of times where you sit down with, you know, in, in government and you're trying to get something, and it's like, if, if everyone hates it equally, then it's like, okay, now we can, now we got someplace to start. Yeah. But seriously, um, moving forward, uh, that's sometimes that's where you have to start, and that's what you got to do. So, 
Um, God, people get so mad at me because I would very rarely it happens in 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 you know face to face in public. Mm-hmm. Mostly it's it used to be on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. But a couple of times people said, I, I just you know I got to be honest with you, I hate your show. I cannot I can't listen to it. And I go, thank you. Mm-hmm. They go, what do you mean, thank you? I said the show could have never gotten as big as it is without people like you. Yeah, because yeah. there has to be that you know butting heads thing again. I suppose it's what you were talking about. I gain power by supporting or uh, opposing even a morning radio show. Mm-hmm. It's just weird how everything now is everything now. And this is both for you, Jim and and Mary. Is everything now a a, a battle? I mean, television stations, radio stations, newspapers, political parties, everything's a battle now. Yeah. Because that's what it seems like to me. It seems like that's what it's, I would say yes. Well, I'm going to say that it's a cultural thing where there's a sense of belonging. And if you don't belong to something that's fighting something, because look at what we've done to our children all throughout the school systems. They're all little activists. They have to belong somewhere and fight something. Everybody now needs to be a member of a tribe. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. a tribal deal. It's all There's tribalism. No about so that, we've yeah. been forced That's into true. this tribalism. I'm a member uh, of the barbecue tribe. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you can kill it, I can grill it. But, but <laughs> I, I was thinking about this, this whole idea about uh, sort of the polarization and this tribalism. I was thinking back, and I think it started with uh, Kennedy being elected. Really? Because there was a huge number of Protestants that didn't want to see this Catholic oh, guy run no the country. No doubt about it. True. There's no doubt then about that. Then he shot. Mm-hmm. And then Lyndon Johnson's in. Mm-hmm. And then we then we end up with Nixon. Right. And with that, you, then he's he resigns. And then you have this whole idea about conspiracy, and that was the blossoming of conspiracy. So sure. then it went back. Well. Kennedy was assassinated. What's the conspiracy there? What consp- right. What don't we know? Right. And yeah. the mistrust of government. Yep. Then you go you go forward, and it's been this continued, ongoing drumbeat. But of one, that. one could one could also argue that this goes in cycles because if you look at what mm-hmm. happened with Lincoln, mm-hmm. and you look at how everything got turned inside out after that, we yeah. didn't have the dominant media like we have today. Right. There were still the newspapers, but it wasn't the immediate, instant media. Um, I think with the, with the speed of media, I think that it's been amplified a hundredfold. Oh. But I think what this goes, I think this just repeats itself, wouldn't you say? There's yeah, no well, after, and, and the idea of hating a president. Uh, many of our elections have been elections of hate, mm-hmm. not elections on, based on political substance. Yep. So uh, Trump or uh, Bush was elected, mm-hmm. and then everybody hated the first Bush. Mm-hmm. Hated him, they elected Clinton. Mm-hmm. They hated him. They elected another Bush. Mm-hmm. They hated him so bad, they elected Obama. Yep. And for whatever reason, I, I don't know, I think that the, the hatred for Obama, they elected Trump. But here's the beautiful thing about America is that America is so unique in world history because every four years, it actually it right. plays out every eight years, we have a complete change of government and we nobody gets killed over it. And all throughout human history, if you had a complete change of government, that only took place when you had two opposing sides were shooting at each other, banging yeah. each other with swords and clubs. So at the end That's of the day, yes. at the end of the day, the beautiful thing about America that makes us special in world history is that we can have an entire change of government, an entire revolution, and nobody has to die. Yeah, well, I worry. I, yeah, Tom has brought this up. This is a time when it's, it's you know, this idea scary, of violence. Man. It's scary. Yeah, it is. Because I worry that. Next time it happens, it may not be as elegant as it has been in the past. You know, I did some research on that, Ralphie, and it, it's, it's frightening, right? Some national political figure, better, they better duck their heads because the advent of radio in America, when radio took over communication in America, a couple of politicians were assassinated. Yep. Then television. Who was the first television president? John F. Kennedy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he gets killed. Well, now the advent of social media, somebody, I'm, I'm terrified that somebody's going to get assassinated. I really am. Because people just can't handle it. Yeah, God forbid. God yeah, forbid, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I hope it doesn't happen. Oh, my God. But, you know, ah. it was, think about that, though. Whenever yeah. there's a dominant media, somebody gets or killed. Or a change in of, dominant media. 
or people. Yes, because this would be a change in that. Because that yeah, adds, a, adds, adds a social or psychologic stress onto someone. Mm-hmm. Because if you're involved with that's Twitter, exactly right. I mean, that's a stress to put on you. And if you then if you have a tendency to be a little nutty in other ways, that's just enough to push you over that edge. Why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> as soon as you said nutty, you looked right at me. I don't know what the hell well, I he thought. started with me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he started with you first. <laughs> he knows you better. Yeah, but I'm, I, yeah. I, I, I'm just, I, I really am fearful. And, and I don't know, when did news Paper start in America. In America. Well, that's uh, the Benjamin other Franklin. Yeah, that's the okay. other thing. Okay. Ben Franklin had the first newspaper in America. It was. Uh, oh. But who was the first dominant person in newspapers? Probably Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah. He's probably the first dominant president the, in the newspaper era. The yeah. Lincoln Douglas debates. All of those. Yes, were published. exactly. Yeah, they, they were, were all published in yeah. the newspaper. See, oh, we got problems, man. Oh. We better calm down. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's a that, that's a PhD thesis right there. You write that down. You got a PhD in. Can you? I like make some dough from it? Can I like a hundred million? <laughs> Put some royalties on it. I got to get a hold of George Soros to see if he'll give me a hundred million to write my thesis on yeah, newspapers, radio, television, and now social media. Yeah, it, it's terrible. Well, getting back to the, getting back to the funnier side of things, I, you know, when you when you work in in government, when you when you run for office, mm-hmm. you and I was talking about this earlier on Bob's show. What you do is you draw a circle around yourself and you say, these people inside my circle can hurt me. That's my family, yeah. the people I love. Yeah, I understand If you're that. not inside my circle, forget it. You're never, no matter what you say or what you do, it's, like, it's not going to hurt me. That's a conscious mm-hmm. decision that you make. And then part of the way that you deal with that is uh, you learn to laugh. Oh, my gosh. You learn to laugh at a lot. And my wife, everyone, you should see the emails that I've gotten over the years. <laughs> mm. Suffice to say, I have what I call as my insult collection. And if I get it, there are two requirements. One, it has to make you laugh out loud the first time you read it. And second, it has to be published somewhere, anywhere. It could be on on social media. It can be on a blog. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. It just has to be published somewhere. So every once in a while, someone will come up with a real doozy. And and what they're trying to do is they're really trying to rattle your cage. And what they don't understand is that it makes me laugh to the point where it hurts. And then I call up my wife and said, hey, baby, guess what I am today? And, you know, it's a really good way to deal with that. So... Um, you develop that skill when you're in public office. Or a public figure. Oh, yeah, you have to. You have to. Because if you don't, you're going to implode, it. and then you won't be able to serve the people that, you're trying, that you've been elected you to serve in the first place. So. And by the way, you notice neither one of us said celebrity. I hate it when people refer to themselves as celebrities. Yes. Oh, really? Are you a celebrity? <laughs> Wasn't that an economy car? Yes, yeah, I believe that's right. That's, that's right. Thank you for coming in. It was great to meet you. Thanks, Mary, Thanks for coming in. Thank you. You mind if I call you Marianne anyway? Because I no, love Marianne. No, call me. I'll answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, good luck. Uh, it's nice of you to come in. Uh, look, anybody who's a friend of Bob Sansevier is definitely a friend of mine, and yeah. I appreciate your support all the years. Yeah. Uh, and I, I look, it triggered thoughts today just talking. Uh, looking back, it probably was Abraham Lincoln and the, and the Lincoln-Douglas debates. He ended up dead. I, oh, God, it's just not good. Hmm. Newspapers, then radio, then television, and now social media. And I hope to God it doesn't happen. I agree with you. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.